0: Welcome to Books and Other Things, where two best friends with seemingly different views discuss books and other things. Welcome to the Books and Other Things podcast. That's right, now we have a name. We are not unnamed anymore. Uh, By the way, many people might be thinking that why did we go through three, three episodes without having a name but just to inform you all uh, there is a in in hindu in hindu tradition we name a kid after 21 days which is <laughs> approximately three weeks so that is what we did uh this was not a logic that we had but now we have we are retrofitting it but yes the name of the show is now books and other things why other things mm. you'll get to know it later in this episode but for now, uh, you must have seen the title uh, and without further ado, let's start the show. Yes, so this is Abhijit and I have Kishore
1: with me. Kishore, say hi. Hi guys. Thank you everyone for uh, joining this podcast. I hope yep. you have a great time uh, listening to our dissection of whatever book we try to read, have our ideas presented to you and a special other section that I hope you all enjoy.
0: Yep. So, Kishore, what... What? So. Last week was my time to recommend, and I recommended a book. So, do you want to take it forward from here?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, this week we are reviewing the book Deep Work by Carl New. So, let me start with the uh, you know, this title, okay? Deep Work. I was not really impressed uh, with the title, I really thought it was ambiguous and uh. Really vague but once I started the book, and I really loved this book uh, that gave, gives us, uh, you know, a, a look into how to structure our time and activities to achieve, uh, you know, peak intellectual capacity. So uh, the author starts the book by giving an example of how uh, of the how do you say this uh, habits or. Uh, a disposition of Carl Jung, how he went to a stone house, which he called the Tower, you know, in uh, to magnify his effort uh, on cognitively demanding tasks. Because he was going against none other than the star uh, sci- uh, psych- psychologist at that time, Sigmund Freud. And, uh, and I have to say, he really had balls of steel to go against him and... You know put forth a theory that was not only uh, uh, you know breaking the barriers that was uh set by Freud and by also uh, creating a new branch of uh, psychology as well so Sorry. uh that was my thought of you know an abstract part of what i thought about deep work after reading so Abhijit do you want to you know give in your part uh yeah so uh in fact as an overall
0: uh, as an overview, I thought this was a fantastic book. Uh, the author really knew what he was talking about and so so this book is divided in two parts. The part one is the theory part where Carl Newport tries to convince us why deep work is uh, is what will help you succeed in today's world. And part two is the action, action part where he gives you specific steps and actionable items that you can do to maximize your ability to work deeply and uh, so when reading the theory here in the part one there might be many instances there there were some instances where I thought hmm, like there are you know some loopholes there are there are some uh, loose ends but he did a really good job in tightening it in the second part so he, he used to reference some pointers uh, that he made in part one he used to reference some examples or people that he uh, spoke about in part one uh so that way i felt this was a really well researched book and i also really enjoyed the uh, conclusion conclusion part where he where he showed i mean the conclusion was essentially him telling how he applied all those things in his life in his life and then you know uh, 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 the the amount of success he had with uh, all those things uh, uh, you know applying those rules of deep work but do you want to Tell the definition of deep work and shallow work that he gave. Or or if you don't have it written, I'll, I'll just go.
1: Okay, actually, uh, ironically, I only have deep work's definition written. And that's okay. a concise one as well. Uh, okay, so here it goes. So he, he says, uh, according to Carl Newport, uh, deep work is uh, professional activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration. Okay, so that was it. I thought that was the only part that was necessary. Uh, I
0: mean, just to complete it, uh, distraction-free concentration, that pushes your cognitive capabilities to the limit. And in fact, I think the next sentence is of the most value. That these efforts create new value, improve skills, and are hard to replicate. And that hard to replicate part is what I find is very interesting.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, uh, I think uh, by restricting it to professional activities, Karl Newport has you know left out a very big chunk of uh, you know people who self indulge in um, you know lot of activities that uh, they think are valuable like people who pursue you know music as a their own personal hobby or crafting it might be anything wood metal as their secondary hobby that you know that they don't want to channel uh, as a uh, professional source of income so these Fair. things are close to them that uh, that uh, in a way defines them, other right. than just uh, what they do uh, as to, uh, about their job.
0: Oh, so so I didn't understand. Like you didn't like that part that he only focuses on the professional
1: aspect. Yeah. So this this is a more economical approach. So economy economy oriented approach. But so life is more no, than just I, the economy. No, but I felt that in fact his was a his his is a most more holistic approach because.
0: Uh, in the part two, he constantly mentions that try to finish. He he has a set deadline of five thirty. That by five thirty pm he finishes all his work, and then uh, he spends time with his kids. Then he reads. He he has mentioned that in the year he he published the most research papers, and he wrote an entire book. He also read the book, yeah. and so so in a way his theory is that the more time you spend working deeply, the more time you get to actually enjoy other activities as well.
1: Well, yeah, I think you can agree on so that. So,
0: I think like it huh, It complements the two, thi- uh, the you know, the personal and professional life. But I'll also give uh, the definition of shallow work if someone is confused. So, essentially, shallow work is non cognitively demanding, logistically, logistical style tasks uh, that you often perform while being distracted. For example, checking email, you know, you might be in a meeting and at the same time you might be scrolling Instagram or you might, I mean, you know, uh, you are washing dishes and at the same time you are listening to or watching a YouTube video. I mean, These are things like, you know, you are distracted. You are not doing it with a single minded focus. And uh, the second part of the definition is they don't create new value and they are easily replicated. Uh, And in fact, uh, just to tie this thing, tie the deep work uh, approach in the almost in the last 10 percent of the book Karl Kaluport New, tells us how to know if a particular task is eligible to be a deep work or is it a shallow work and to know it he has given a very simple filter and that is how long will it take for a smart college graduate with no training to complete this task so yeah. if it's so That's let's say if,
1: uh, that one hell of a reality check
0: yeah, so uh, in fact, I have a very, very thought, thought experiment on this regarding this podcast, but I'll do it in the later part once we review this book. But I found that this this one question to be very, you know, reflective, that if all you are doing is replying on WhatsApp messages and, you know, setting up e- uh, you know, email meetings and doing menial Excel jobs, then I mean... Uh, I mean, a college graduate can do it in a month once you teach them. So, I mean, I do feel like a lot of work that I've done in the past was, in fact, shallow work. Yeah.
1: But what, what do you think? Uh, well, uh, I do not have a lot of thought about, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of ground is left to be covered after what you have said. That pretty right. much covers the, uh, you know, the essence of the book that this uh, this guy, the idea that this guy is uh, trying to, to, you know, he'll let us know. Hmm. So, so um yeah uh one thing that i wrote it so this is a
0: belief that i have that when it comes to judging books hmm. a fiction book should be judged by the uh, let's say by the writing how engaging it is how beautiful the storyline is uh, you know how how well it flows the chapter but a non fiction book should be judged by the impact it has on a life so yeah. i would say that a proper review of this book Maybe we can do, you know, a look back one month later or two months later. Yeah. When when we look back, okay, how have we integrated this deep work approach in our day-to-day
1: activity? I think that's a fantastic idea because uh, knowledge always does not mean action. This has to be, you know... Uh, implemented in and integrated into our uh, day-to-day life and our psyche, so that we make more informed decisions. That's a great point. Uh, so this uh, this was actually picked up uh, from uh, you know a recent article in the newspaper uh, that tried to compare uh, our learnings uh, when with respect to the Spanish flu of 1918. Okay. So that was that was the point I think. Uh, knowledge does not always mean action, so that was right. the thing. Yeah, so that that's a good essence that you captured.
0: Right. So yes. So uh, yeah. So that was uh, most of what I had to say. But uh, are there any specific things that you have in mind, Kishore? Or you know, maybe from part one of the book or the or the second part of it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Actually, uh, there were a few uh, you know, a few fragments of. Uh, Lines that the uh, that the author has written that resonated with the reality of today. So let me go through this uh, this part. So uh, he says that in the book Race Against the Machine, written in 2011, that we are in the early throes of great restructuring. So by this, uh, he mean, he meant the uh, you know immense power, information power that we have been bestowed upon. Uh, with the advent of the internet age, now this is unprecedented for any human that who who has lived in the past two thousand years. Imagine, uh, you know, having the knowledge of last uh, maybe say thousand uh, of any book that was printed uh, five last five hundred years. This five hundred years, I am not. This is a ballpark figure. I am not sure if five hundred is the correct uh, you know number to say, but uh, you know. I mean, centuries,
0: last few centuries.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, we can say last few centuries. So, I don't think any human uh, has that ability to, you know, have at the tip of his fingertip, you know, any book that was printed, that particular uh, uh, situation, you know, that grandness, immense power, and uh, that should be game-changing. But, unfortunately, the internet is used for something else, given... You know, the standard we we all we, we all well know the gold standard of internet. It's pawn. and uh, more than half of the traffic is gone. So I'd say we are not really utilizing the you know best tool mankind has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I think this uh, th- there might be uh, a small reason for that as well. So uh, the author you know captures this in a principle. Uh, he tries to say that uh, this might be because of principle of least resistance that we tend to do things that are the easiest right and uh, yeah that was uh, my I saying think,
0: yeah i think i think jocko Willins or david goggins i think one or the two of one of the two of them have this saying ki, uh, mm-hmm. take the path of most resistance i think it's uh, david goggins and he mm-hmm. mentions it like uh, i mean he mentions it in a physical sense that if you don't, if you feel like it's, you know, 40, 40 degrees outside and you don't want to run because it's the toughest, then go and run at that time itself because <laughs> take the path of most resistance.
1: Yeah, yeah, that guy is completely something that I had to say.
0: Uh, I mean, how more or less the same thing, yeah. same approach. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so
1: that was my part. I think there is a, a formula that the author gave. Uh, yeah, I think that might not be important for this review podcast. Then we'll be getting to the specifics. So, uh, Abhijit, do you have anything to say about part one? Then we can move to any uh, specific parts of uh, part two. In part one, so
0: one thing I feel is, uh, so he uh, to be honest, instead of let's say saying deep work, he could have also named the book how to be successful in today's age or Mm -hmm. today's digital world. Because uh, in part one, he, he mentions two things. That to become successful in today's age, you need to, and I'm talking about professional success. That Number one, you need to quickly master new things. And number two, you need to produce them at an elite level, both in terms of quality and speed. And he has that hypothesis that deep work will help you in both. So it will help you master new things quickly. Uh, And he gives an example of a programmer learning, programming from scratch in like under six months. Uh, so uh, just just you know pure deep work, and then uh, to produce at an elite level, and there he gives the example of let's say someone like a Kaldea or uh, uh, and many others who who produced you know remarkable ideas. He he also even gives an example of Bill Gates, yeah. who in two months he, he wrote the entire code of basic just working deeply. Yeah. So that that was a, a major takeaway from from the first part in the theory part. Yeah.
1: Okay, so in the second part, he uh you know provides us the means uh to you know do deeper say uh, so he he mentions four rules on how to structure and guide you um, uh, whenever you choose to do that. Uh, so <clears throat> the main takeaways that I find is that uh, of quitting social media. I think that one is the uh the most important uh, rule that he mentions. With respect to succeeding in doing deeper, because honestly, I think uh, social media has creeped into our life so much that uh, it has become a privacy nightmare uh, of untold uh, measure. And even governments, open source uh, organizations are fighting for the freedom. Uh, and okay, so whatever, okay, I don't know why, but... Uh, <laughs> I think
0: we digressed no, this
1: from the deeper is, Yeah, vision. yeah. I know this is going, but
0: so okay uh, just to jump in here
1: yeah.
0: uh, one part that uh, so you were mentioning about social media and I don't agree with it entirely because there were times when I have deleted all the social media things and all and yet I somehow found a way to waste my time doing something other meaningless and that is where one point that Carl Newport mentioned strikes me really hard that uh don't schedule time for deep work among everything else yeah schedule time for everything else
1: after for,
0: after yeah. your deep work so yeah. so so that was a, a big you know so game changing yeah. philosophy that
1: i found yeah like he, he exactly said that, don't take breaks from distraction instead take breaks from focus
0: from focus exactly yeah right.
1: exactly yeah
0: and in fact, uh, just to give an overview of part two, uh, what he says is he he gives three to four sort of uh, ways to uh, you know improve your deep work deep working abilities. So first is essentially that you schedule your deep work in a way that you get distraction free time, and he gives ways how to do it. Second is to embrace boredom. So it's yeah. not just about the two to three hours that you are working deeply, but it's also about protecting your attention even in your leisure time or even when you are not you know let's say you are in a bus stop waiting for your bus and you have that urge to check your uh, so, instagram yeah. Huh, yeah. even though you know there's nothing new so uh, his his hypothesis is don't do that because it's like a mental mental training that you are giving to your mind to you know yeah. resist the temptation and that will in fact pay dividends when you are working you know uh, focusing at your work yeah so that so and and the third is to he, what he gave was a uh, to quit social media and the fourth one uh, that we discussed and the fourth one was to drain the shallow that you know try to minimize the shallow work as much as possible and that he, he, he says to do by scheduling every minute of your day yeah. but yes
1: so essentially these are the three to four approaches that he gave. Yeah I think that that's uh, pretty much covers everything I think the best takeaway I uh, I have is uh, the alternatives and the uh, suggestions he has about social media yeah, and, uh, yeah right, right. And how, you know, uh, how human psychology is used to, you know, forfeit our ability to choose a better tool. Right. So, uh, uh, he
0: One thing is very uh, uh, interesting that he refers to all of these apps as tools. Yeah. That all of these are tools that obviously they have a positive, you know, upside to them. What? But all of them also have a negative, you know, a downside to them.
1: Yeah. So, so that then that's where he mentions that. Any benefit approach to a network tool selection right. Right. Because,
0: right
1: because that's where the problem arises because that ignores all the negatives that comes along with it. We do mm. not uh, you know we do not uh, cognitively or consciously look into the negatives. we just think, okay, anything that's good is good for me that's the basic right. approach we go with yeah. uh, the problem with this uh, any benefit approach is that we ignore all the negatives that comes along with it and it's basically. Right bonus for the, uh, you know, social media companies that, you know, that turns their revenues into the all any denomination of dollars that they can imagine. So, yeah, that's that's all from my side. So any addition from your side would be great.
0: Uh, I don't have any addition, but even, so, I feel this is a must read for everyone, you know, who is a professional at least, uh, who is, you know, working somewhere. So, I feel they should read it and I will also try to apply these rules in my life and as a, as a as a as a parting question i have for you as well that in this endeavor right now we are podcasting right we are doing book review now taking his question any college grad can read a book and review
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so how can we make how can we give more value to our to the people who are reading it
1: uh, uh well, that that's a deep question and it will require deep work. But yeah, uh, I think we will need to add value by giving something, uh, you know, as we came up in the other section, something more than just uh, about books. So this will be, you know, a good value add to anyone who chooses to hear our podcast. Right. Uh, so this, so this, this section will be the exciting part and the important part will be the uh, podcast.
0: But I feel, but so in fact even in reviewing the book we can you know add so for example uh slowly uh as kishore might be knowing but just for our readers that now we now we have also you know started to take notes and we before every recording we go through our notes to you know make sure our thoughts are aligned we know what to say before the podcast starts so we are trying so that is at least what one thing that we are doing uh deliberately to you know better the experience and uh uh, so, uh, I this think is, when we,
1: this is where we get to uh, you know we have a, a more, much more clarity on where we disagree and agree on things that the author says about any in the book. right
0: exactly <laughs> huh. so it's so to be honest what at least what I'm trying to do is not to make it just a book uh, as you Kishore you mentioned not to make it a book summary
1: yeah. but
0: make it an actual you know what we took away from it how we applied to our life and uh, uh, you know uh, how can People, you know, should should others read it? In fact, one thing that we can do is maybe we can do a look back on how are we uh, if for our previous books. For example, the incomplete book of running. Are yeah. we still running? Are we like?
1: <laughs> yeah, are we, we should definitely have that We can have definitely have a section, you know, a look back section.
0: Right, right. I yeah. think so. We should so so yeah. that you know, it's not just we are not just reviewing books, but actually inculcating the essence of those books in our life,
1: and it will help us as well. Yeah, because those books, I think uh, they have values that when it by, could improve our lives to a great extent. Right. I feel
0: like Shoe Dog really, you know, uh, in two, two, three instances. Yeah, and I read, I understood what an entrepreneur goes through and the mindset you need to have. So even in my job, when when if someone wasn't replying, I didn't just sit and say that, oh, you or she didn't reply and that's why I'm not doing my job. But in fact, in, uh, but what I said was that Okay, let me now call him if he's not replying on message. Or, you know, let me directly schedule the meeting if they didn't give me a time slot. And, you know, like I am being proactive. So that way, in fact, Shudog also, you know, helped me in that way. But yes, so now, so that was the question I had. And now moving to the other things, do you have Mm -hmm. any, so yes, the other things part is actually some good articles, some good podcasts, any good uh, other, any other book that, you know, you like or any other, uh, maybe it can be a quote or let's say a news news article or whatever you read that you like or a podcast.
1: Yeah, I think uh, actually I do have uh, something to share. This is about Stray Birds. So it's a, okay. a very small book, uh, you know, a, a sort of collection of amorphisms. What is it? Aformisms? Uh, I'm not sure. So this is a small collection of uh, poems. Okay. Uh, small poems by written by Rabindranath. And man, that's beautiful. It's a very short one, so you can go go through it in a, you know maybe half an hour or forty five minutes depending minute on your reading speed. And uh, I'm I I have uh, re- revisited this book more more than I can remember. So yeah. Awesome,
0: man. awesome. So, so it's called Stray Stray Birds by Rabindranath Tagore.
1: Yeah, Stray Birds. And is it
0: a is it a book? that people can buy from Amazon or or Amazon or I I, I would suggest their local books. Let's like
1: promote local. Yes. I am not sure about that, but I got that from a university website. Okay. So yeah, hard luck there. So I think uh, uh, we should... uh,
0: it, it must be a free to download book now because of the yeah. copyright. Use. It must be in archive. Got yeah. It.
1: Yeah.
0: We uh, one, it. One suggestion I have is, uh, so there's a excellent author called Ryan Holiday and he has written many books but there is a particular article he wrote almost 10 years back called advice to a young man hoping to go somewhere and it's it has rules so he he interned at a lot of places he interned with many great authors and you know many great folks he, knew. he knows many uh, great folks so you know apart from you know hard work and talent on all those are prerequisites but apart from that how can you reach uh, like you know do good work and the even though the title is advice for a young man, but it's, I mean, please don't take it. It's gender agnostic. It, it can be applied to anyone. That's
1: so, always great having you, you know. Hey, we are
0: forgetting them. one thing, the last thing. What is that? Next week's book, Macha. Next week's <laughs> book, okay.
1: okay, so, uh, okay, whose turn is this? It's yours. Okay, okay. This is my name. Okay, hold up. Uh, let me see. So bye. The next week, we are doing the Great Cats Week. Oh, gonna... bye. Bye? Fitzgerald. Okay, right. And thank you. Thanks, week. Thank, thank you, Mr. Kishore. Thank you, Abhishek. And that's a wrap.